Good morning. morning. Happy Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful for today, and we're so glad that you've come to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on this beautiful day at Poplar Springs Baptist Church. Uh, We want to just continue to invite you today to come and share a meal with us. We call it a dinner on the ground, but there's nothing about a ground that I don't think you have to eat on the ground, but we want you to come and enjoy a meal with us. Because we're very thankful. And let me tell you, there's a lot of food down there. I just came from there. Amen? Amen. Uh, if you let your nose fall, you'll, you'll find your way. But um, it's in our fellowship hall, and we're going to have this, this meal at the close of our service today. So we invite you to come and participate in that. But we are here today to thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we look forward to seeing what God has in store for us. So let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Father, we are so thankful, Lord, that we have this opportunity to gather together in your name with brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, that it is a time, Lord, that we come with thankfulness on our lips and in our hearts. And Lord, as we sing these songs, as we hear your word preached, Lord, we're just thankful, Lord, that we can be here today in a place that, Lord, that we do not fear outside influence. But we can come together and celebrate you, Lord, for what you've done for us. And Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for each and every one of us. Not that we could uh, live and die, but no, Lord, that we can live, die, and, and, and live again. And we're so thankful, Lord, for the salvation, Lord, that you provide through your son, Jesus Christ. We love you, Father. I lift Matt up to you today, Father. I pray that you anoint him and fill him with your your spirit and fill him with your words. And Lord, we look forward to seeing what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Thank you, choir. The choir's rehearsing on, at five on Sunday afternoons, and we need you to come and help us with that. We're going to sing this morning a couple of songs, one you'll know well, and one maybe not quite as well, but we'll learn it together. Count your blessings. Let's stand together as we sing. this morning uh, we're going to sing the chorus for you once and then I want you to jump in and sing it with us a second time and then when we've had that and we've learned that we'll go back and sing the whole song just a Oh 
was a wretch I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time Sin separated The preach was far too wide But from the far side of the chasm You had me in your sight So you made a way Across the great divide Left behind the heaven's throne To build it here inside And there at the cross You paid the debt I owed I broke my chains, freed my soul For the first time I had
standing for the reading of the word this morning. Good morning. morning. Psalm 136, verses 1 through 4. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who long does great wonders, his love endures forever. Please be seated. start out our message from God's words this morning a little bit different. What I'd like for you to do is to join with me. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you love Thanksgiving? I absolutely love Thanksgiving. There's not a big bellied man in this room that doesn't like Thanksgiving. I'm telling you, uh, we get to eat all the food that we can possibly eat. And the reality is, is that we have so much to be thankful for. And what I want us to do is I want us to start out looking at God's Word in the right frame of mind this morning. Now I'm going to count to three, and here in just a moment I want you to think in in your mind one thing that you're thankful for. And when I count to three... I want us to say that one thing. Now, it could be anything. It could be pumpkin pie, okay? It could be anything that you think that you're thankful for. And I want you to say it out loud. Okay? One, two, three. All right. Can you do it one more time? Choose something different. One, two, three. Amen. You know what? I heard so many different things. And the reality is that we have so much to thank the Lord for. And we can sit here and we can do that over and over and over again. And the truth is, is that we could think of something different every time we said something. As we look at the 136th Psalm, this is what the psalmist is trying to get these people to do. In the first three verses in this psalm, it says, give thanks, give thanks. Give thanks. And in the very last verse of this psalm, in verse number 26, it says, give thanks. The psalmist is encouraging the congregation here to give thanks. Now you have to remember as we look at this passage of Scripture, we just looked at the 135th psalm and now you go into the 136th psalm. And the truth is, is that you see many of the same themes and many, much of the same words here in this psalm that attaches these two together. Many, of the, many people refer to these two psalms as partners in praise. So we see this continuance of the fact that the psalmist wants us to praise our God and be thankful to our God. As you look at this, you see some words that are used, the refrain here that's used over and over and over again. There's 26 verses in this psalm, and the reality is is that what we think probably happened is the leader of the congregation would stand before the congregation, and he would read the first part of the verse, 
And then the congregation, those who were there to worship our God, would answer with the refrain. They would answer with his love endures forever. And they would do it 26 times in 26 verses here. And the truth is, at the very beginning of the psalm, the psalmist begins by reminding the congregation of who God is. I can be thankful for no other reason this morning, but because of who God is. Because of the fact that I serve a God in the first verse it says, for He is good. You know, every individual that sits in these pews this morning and as I stand before you behind this pulpit, the reality is, is that we're not good. We are wicked and we are vile individuals. But the truth is, is that we serve a God that at His very core is good. And we should be thankful for that. He tells them not only that, he says, give thanks to the God of gods. I am thankful that as we are here this morning, we serve the God of gods. We serve the most high God. And then he tells them, he says, give thanks to the Lord of lords. He is the Lord of lords. He controls all And as he begins, he reminds those individuals of who they worship and who they should be thankful for. But the reality is, is that I am so thankful that I do not simply praise him and thank him for who he is. But I get to praise him and thank him for what he's done. The reality is, is that I do not serve a God that cannot be touched by my infirmities. I do not serve a God that has not come to earth and has not lived life as I have lived it and faced the things that I have faced. And that makes me so much more thankful. In verse number four, he says to him who alone does great wonders. And then the rest of the psalm, he reminds us of what he has done. As we look at this passage of Scripture, I want you to realize that this response that these individuals would say back to the leader of the congregation, they say it 26 times. And when you look at the Hebrew, the Hebrew words or Hebrew letters are, have corresponding numbers. And sometimes they would use them as numbers. The word Yahweh references the number 26. And they would say this 26 times. They would say, His love endures forever. The word Yahweh is the name of God, which I've already told you this in weeks past. That's His covenant name. See, the reality is, is the reason why we can stand today or we can say today that His love endures forever is because that's just who He is. He is a God that has made a covenant with us and made an agreement with us. And guess what? Because of who He is and because of who His character is, I know that His love endures forever. And in verse number 4, the psalmist turns and he now thinks about what God has done for us. In verse number 4, he says, To Him who alone does great wonders. The reality is, is that He has just compared God with God's. He has just compared Lord 
with lords. And the truth is, is that he begins to talk about what God has done for them. He says it is God alone who can take credit for these things. I'm thankful that there are things in my life as I live my life day in and day out. There are times that I have to stop and say, wow, God alone can take credit for what's going on in my life right now. Wow. When I look at this and how this comes together and when I see this and how that God orchestrates that, him alone receives honor and glory for what's going on. And I want to encourage you, just as the psalmist did, just as they would begin this psalm, I want to encourage you and tell you this week, this week of Thanksgiving, we have so much to be thankful for. As you read through this psalm in verse number 5, it says, Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, the sun to govern the day, the moon and stars to govern the night. His love endures forever. As the psalmist would say this and the people would refrain back to him, this is what they would realize. As you read different commentators, one scholar said this. It says, as the singers of Psalm 136 enunciated the words of the psalm, they brought that past powerfully into the present. God who created is creating. God who delivered is delivering. God who sustained is sustained. And the psalmist confronts them with the fact that our God created all things. He reminds the children of Israel, he says, look, our God is the one who has made the heavens, who spread out the earth upon the waters, Who made the great light, the sun to govern the day and the moon and stars to govern the night. He reminded them that this is who you worship. And each and every day as you get up and as you see the sun go up into the sky and then set again. When you see the moon and the stars come up, you should be reminded of the fact that you serve a creator, God. And I'm here this morning to tell you that we serve that same exact God. We should be thankful for the fact that our God was the creator of all things. And every morning when I wake up and I see the sun go up into the sky, and every day when I see the beautiful sunset that God allows to happen, and I see the sun or the moon and the stars come up at night, I can say, I serve that God. And that God set these things in motion. And the sun still governs the day. And the moon still governs the night. And I can rest in peace as I lay my head down. Because I serve the Creator, God. We should be thankful each and every day when we take a breath and we look across the beautiful landscape of the earth, we can say, my God made that. The second thing that he reminds them of this morning in verse number 10, he says to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. His love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder. And brought Israel through the midst of it. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love endures forever. He not only reminded them of the fact that they should be thankful. That they serve the Creator God. But they should also be thankful that they serve a God that delivered them. The psalmist here reminds them 
of how that God had delivered them out of their bondage. You can look in the book of Exodus, in the first part of the book of Exodus, and you can read this beautiful story of deliverance. And how that the children of Israel had been in bondage for 400 years, but their God led them out of Egypt and delivered them. The reality is that we are people that have been delivered from bondage. We serve the same God of deliverance. And just as the psalmist stood there, and guess what he did? What he did was, he reminded them of their story. And I'm here to tell you this morning that the truth is, is that we all have a story. You have a story that is unique to you. It is unlike anyone else's. And it would do us good every once in a while to be reminded of our story. It would do us good every once in a while to be thankful for the fact that we served a God that delivered us. Dr. John Ewart at Southeastern Seminary, he taught us how to share our story. And he used the word REACH. And he used that acronym, that acronym REACH. And he taught us how to tell our story. And I want to encourage you this morning, you should learn to tell your story. Learn to tell your story in four to five minutes, right? Learn to share your story of how God drastically changed your life. Learn to share that with other people. There's so much that people can argue with, but the truth is is they can't argue with your story. Because the truth is, is it's yours, right? And only you know your story like you do. As we look at that word reach, and I encourage you, if you've got a pen and a piece of paper, I encourage you to write this down. I believe that it's very helpful, and it's it's a wonderful reminder of the fact that God has delivered us. When you see that letter R, the recognition of my need for Christ took place when I was 12 years old. When I was 12 years old, I realized that I needed Christ. For the very first time, I realized that I needed Christ as my personal Savior. And the reason why, because of the fact that I come to the reality that even as a child, as I had heard over and over and over again the good news of the fact that Jesus had died for me, and I would heard the story of the Bible over and over and over again, but then for whatever reason, at that time, I recognized that it was personal. I realized for the very first time that even though that God in His goodness had created Adam and Eve and placed them in the garden and He wanted to have a relationship with them, just as He wanted to have a relationship with them, He wanted to have a relationship with me. And Adam and Eve had rebelled against God, had been cast out of the garden, and that relationship with God had been severed. And just as they had rebelled against God, I realized that I was rebelling against God and that I needed The letter E there, eternal life with God, began the moment I responded to Christ and accepted Him as Lord and Savior when I was 13 years old. When I was 13, after several months of dealing with this fact, I knew that I did not have Christ. I knew that I did not have that personal relationship with the Lord. And I remember on a Friday evening, they had a special meeting at the church. They had an evangelist come in that spoke to everyone. And that evangelist talked about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He talked about the very thing that over the last several months, I had become aware of. And he said, each and every one of you, Need your life changed by Christ. And on that Friday night, 
I accepted Him as the Lord and Savior of my life and put my faith and trust in Him, realizing that I was lost without Him and that I had sinned against Him and I was rebellious. But He had provided a way back to Him. And Christ had died for me. That A, accepting Christ, changed my life from the moment, from that moment on, because... The Holy Spirit of God came to live within me. I began that personal walk and relationship with Him. At 12 years or at 13 years old, for the first time I had purpose. God made me realize that life was not just about me. But He showed me that I could be a part of His grand plan. And when I accepted Christ, all of those things changed in my life. That selfishness that was in me. All of a sudden, I cared for others as I had never cared for others. And all of a sudden, I had a desire in my heart more than anything to follow Him. That C stands for Christ makes a difference in my life today. Because you know what? Just as Joey preached last Sunday... God is my shepherd. The truth is is that I have a peace in my heart each and every day. The truth is is that I get to go to bed at night knowing that God orders my steps. The truth is is that when I don't know what to do, He knows what to do. The truth is is that God has a wonderful plan for my life and now I'm trying to align myself to that plan. And every day I get to live with that assurance. That this is not about me and it does not end with me. But it's about Him. Now here's the question. Here's what the H stands for. Has anything like this ever happened to you? What's your story like? Does it have Jesus in it? Has there ever been a time in your life where He's just changed it? Has that moment ever happened for you? The psalmist here reminded the children of Israel that God was their deliverer. And I'm here to remind you this morning that God is our deliverer. As we look further in the psalm here in verse number 16, it says, To Him who led His people... Through the wilderness, His love endures forever. To Him who struck down great kings, His love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, His love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to His servant Israel. His love endures forever. He reminded the children of Israel, That they should be thankful for the fact that they serve a God of inheritance. They serve a God that had given them an inheritance that had been promised. We can look back in Scripture and if you go to the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 12 and in Genesis chapter 15 and in Genesis chapter 17. You see the covenant that was made there with Abraham and ineffectively it was made where, or effectively it was made with the children of Israel. And the reality was is that when Abraham set out, God promised an inheritance, 
And this psalmist is reminding the children of Israel that God made good on his promise. That they had received their inheritance. He reminds them here of battles that they had won and kings that he had defeated, that they had defeated by his power. And that they lived with the inheritance that God had given them. I'm here to tell you this morning that we also serve a God of inheritance. The reality is, is that He, one day, we as Christians, one day as believers in Jesus Christ, God will make this place new. We will be renewed and all things will be renewed. There will be a new heaven and a new earth and that will be our inheritance. And the truth is, is that we will not begin receiving that inheritance when we die. We will not begin receiving that inheritance when He returns. But the truth is that we can begin receiving that inheritance now. We are supposed to be people that are furthering the kingdom of God and the work of God here on earth. And God has great things for us. He desires for us to live in an abundant, abundant life. And the truth is, is that just as the children of Israel had to conquer, just as the children of Israel have battles in which they must fight, the truth is, is that we have a God that is fighting our battles for us and with us. And the reality is, is that we are a people that serve a God that has given us an inheritance. And what we as individuals need to do is claim it. And you may be in a battle this morning. You may be facing something that you've never faced before. But thankfulness is powerful. And what you should do is is you should look back and you should say, wow, look what God did for me during this time. Look what God did for me during this battle. Look at this person that God dethroned in my life. This thing that God gave, that God gave me victory over of in my life. And that thankfulness, let me tell you this, that thankfulness is powerful. It reminds me of the fact that, hey, I serve a God of inheritance and just as I was not defeated yesterday, I will not be defeated today and I will not be defeated in the future. Because my God has an inheritance. For me. I want to encourage you this week. As you go through this. The psalm. As he continues in verse 23. Verse 24. And verse 25. He speaks of how that God sustains us. And he speaks. He kind of rehashes everything that he's just said. In this psalm. And then he ends with the fact. He says. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures. Forever. When I think about God as Creator and I see His creation around me every day, when I think of God as Deliverer and I remember my story and how that God has, God has delivered me, when I think of God as being the God of my inheritance in which He is actively giving me, and when I think of who God is, I'm reminded of the fact that His love endures forever. This week, this special week in which we focus on doing nothing but being thankful. I hope that you'll look around you. I hope that you'll look within you. And I hope that you'll look to the future and allow thankfulness to work its powerful work in your heart. And may you realize that His love endures forever. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. Dear Father, we...
can be thankful for who you are and the fact that you are a covenant God and that your love endures forever for no other reason but the fact that you are who you are. And your very character makes you come good on your covenants and agreements. But Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that we can be thankful that just as you delivered the children of Israel, you delivered us. Lord, just as the children of Israel had an inheritance, you've given us an inheritance. And Lord, just as you created all things and you are sustaining all things, you have ever been sustaining all things. And you have, Lord, begun a good work in us and you are actively creating us and making us who You would have us to be. Lord, this week as we look to be thankful, may we look to You and may we realize that Your love truly does endure forever. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. Today, Kim, did you want to say a word about kids? We will have basketball practice this Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Even though we know some people will be gone, we'll try to gather as many as we can. We've had a few more join the team. so um, And kids' music won't practice again until after Thanksgiving. Thank you for those of you who came brought your kids uh, this past week. That's exciting. And doesn't the worship center look beautiful today? There's a lot of ladies who spent time here 
so let's give them a hand today for all of that day. Thank you very much. As you're leaving today, the guys will be at the doors to receive the offering, and, or the uh, little black boxes are on the wall if you're more comfortable doing it that way as you uh, leave the portico. And we're going to go downstairs and enjoy a fellowship time together around the table. We look forward to seeing you down there. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the fact that your love endures forever. Lord, we thank you for the faithfulness of that promise. Lord, I pray today that as we go from this place that you will bless us as we go to the fellowship time. Bless the food, all who have prepared it, those who are working diligently downstairs now to prepare for us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.